Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Giggity, giggity. Hey, buddy, uh, here we are going in the championship weekend, week 16, after a catastrophe playoff so far of just people falling apart, not playing, superstars doing nothing. Thanks a lot, Drew Brees, for your eight points. Thanks for nothing to most of these people out here. I'm in I'm in a couple leagues where, you know, I'm in a league where I went 12-1, and one, had the most points in the league by well over 100, like well over 100. Yeah. You had a first round bye. Felt Ooh, good about it. Yeah. Came in this week. Dud, 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 dud. Hey, Saquon, how'd you do this week? Not very good, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a loss l- by a couple points too. Thanks, yeah. Saquon. Extra little burn. Um, I'm all. I'm out of all my playoffs. So yeah, I, yeah, I got nothing. I'm in two ships. I got going for two titles. Jerry playing for a lot of third place finishes here too. But yeah. you know, you'll have that. And and it's a lot of people. And I saw a good tweet out here. Somebody said, um, you know, why don't you, you know, I think maybe the best way to do it that the avoid this is to have it where you just play a regular season all year long. Mm-hmm. And then the top four teams that finish in the top four points getters, they compete in week 16 and whoever has the most points in that week 16 win it all. But to me, it's still just as lucky. You know, having a, a good week sixteen, and I thought it was pretty silly. That sounds like the biggest load of horse crap ever. Yeah, read. I didn't like it. And somebody, and somebody wrote back. No, the best way to do it is like, how do you? If you have a poker hand and you have the best hand and you won every time, how would you get the fish to come back? Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that sounds. It's the way it is, man. It's just yep. you win some, you lose some, man. What are you I, I do? tell everybody, you know, I, I do a show for ESPN Radio and the host uh, Tony Rizzo. Like for years, we for three years in a row, like we had the most points. And two of the times we even make the playoffs, and he's like, Dude, "How do how does this happen?" I'm like, "It's fantasy football, man. Like, it's like, and we then we'd be eliminated the first round of the playoffs every year. It was, it was mind blowing how good our teams were, and we would just lose. Uh, and I told him it's like just about getting in the playoffs. After that, anybody can win. You you go one a big Amari Cooper 45 point game or a Derrick Henry 48 point game. It's it's a really hard hill to overcome. So. You get in. That's why you need that first round buy, so you don't have to have any like variance. Because it's hard to win two in a row. Definitely this late when players are banged up. Uh, you know, you never know who's just going to pop up and not play. Like a guy like Odell Beckham, right? Or you get a guy that gets in there and they get point eight points, like Lamar Miller or Aaron Jones, and they go on IR and they're and they're done. You never know. You never know. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, you can outthink yourself, and and you know, one week you 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 switch out a player and you end up losing, and then the next week you're in the consolation bowl and you switch out another player and you lose again. And like I did, so I mean, it's just stupid. And this but. is something that, um, again, this goes exactly where we pre. This is something we've been preaching for four and a half years, and I think it's a good time to bring it back up again. Is when we see people that they write us and like, look how good my team is going to be next year. Look how good my team is going to be in two years on paper. Too many people plan ahead for stuff like that, thinking it's just guaranteed they're going to get this. They're just going to have this great team next year. They're going to walk in and win three championships. It's, it's not that easy. That's why we can we tell you to sell out to win. 
this yep. year. Yeah, you got to be realistic, though. I mean, obviously, if you're if you're not a, a bona fide contender, we don't we don't condone that. No, but, no, no, no. But yeah, if you you got to be honest with your team, and if you're ready to do it, you know, make some moves, man. It's, and you make those moves late, like right before the trade deadline. That, that's when you go all in. Like yeah. me giving up Le'Veon Bell, Evan Ingram, a 2021st, and Golden Tate for DeAndre Hopkins, which got me the W. By the way, his 39 points is I needed every point to be uh, in our old 15-year... In, in, in the original Dynasty Nerds League, the league that's been going for 15 years, I'm in the championship game again. Well, congratulations, uh, by the way. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I've been there more than anybody. Don't have the most wins. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> have no, a lot of don't. losses. Second places. Facing uh, Eric, who's going for his first time championship. So, of course, uh, texted him. Good luck to him, too. Uh, really, really want to win. Uh, I stopped getting really upset about fantasy football probably about five years ago. Uh, after being in so many leagues, it's kind of like... When you lose, you don't. I don't. You used to get like really mad. <laughs> I, I recall, uh-huh. uh, and I, I've let those days go by. Real, and it's just it's just very fickle, and it's still just a game. It uh, is just a game, man. So, but like when you do get close, you it, it overpay. You know, a lot of people when they put that trade out there about DeAndre Hopkins, they're like, "Oh, you won that trade easily. You won that trade easily." And the, the way I look at it, I was like, "Well, you're kind of underscoring it because of what have you done for me lately." If Le'Veon Bell signs with the Colts or the Jets and he comes back next year and he's a top three fantasy tight end running back for the next three years, uh, and Evan Ingram's a top four dynasty tight end and he nails that 2021st, I mean, that's a pretty fair trade in my eyes if he didn't even get a little bit better of it. Uh, but, again, I wasn't afraid to go in. I mean, I only have Rob Gronkowski left in that league. That's my tight end. There's a chance he retires this year. I'll have no tight end whatsoever going in that league. Do I care a little bit? No, because I'll use draft capital or some other assets I have to grab a mediocre tight end if need be or find somebody who's overloaded there. But I didn't care because I'm not focused on next year or in 2020. I'm focused on this year because right. I have a legit chance to win it this year. I went into that league with my running backs of Le'Veon Bell, Matt Breda, Carrion Johnson, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. I was playing in the playoffs with literally, I picked up to play you, Stephen Ridley, off the waiver wire. Yep, for his six points that I needed to get that W, and that's what I played with. Because so, how deep was I really? You're only as deep as your healthy guys allow you to be. And as we see this year, as we see every year, people drop every single week. I mean, half our podcast in season is talking about the players that went down and who's going to benefit from that injury. Every single week we do it, and we've done that for four and a half years straight now, and it's consistent. It's it's over and over and over again. So. If you get this late into the season, which is week 13 when the playoffs start and week 14, 15, or, you know, 16, and you have a legit chance, and maybe you do have an injury, maybe you did have A.J. Green that went down or you had a running back that go down, but you have a legit chance where you have the capital to buy somebody, and it you are slightly overpaying. Not, again, not destroying your team for the long haul, but you could slightly overpay and you lose that trade, but that trade gets you the championship. Nothing else matters. That's all that matters, man, just bringing home the championship. Nothing. Nobody cares about those. Tw- you have two 2020 picks, first round picks, and somebody wants those and a player to get that player you want that's going to help you win a championship. You give it up, right? Absolutely. And you no go questions. For it. I mean, I don't even. I wouldn't even second guess that. I, I, a pick two years down the line. I mean, like you know, it's not even next year's pick. It's a year yeah, exactly. after that. I and mean, we like to draft 2020 class. Absolutely. But we don't. It's that's too far. Anything can change here. We were saying 
um, six months ago that this class was to be tr- straight garbage. And right now it looks like there's depth all the way up to number nine of players I like. Going more into these receivers, they're all six foot three, 200 pounds that can run and catch the football. The, the, the specimens that I love when it comes to dynasty fantasy football. So right. and it's going to be yeah. deep at receiver yep. with a couple of running backs. That's and not, a couple of tight ends. I was going to say, you throw in a couple of tight ends, and, and, and you know, obviously you sprinkle in a couple of running backs. They always get pushed up. Somebody, somebody will get pushed up. And, and I'm sure throughout this process that we're going to begin here in January of 2019, we're going to find some. I guarantee you, I'm gonna see us. We're gonna sit here in March, be like, "Ooh, yeah, I like this too." We're right. gonna have like 12, 13 guys that we really like, and maybe it's not as deep as last year or two years ago. But there's gonna be some players there, and there'll be some guys that we don't even realize they're gonna come out and help your team for the long haul. Of course, too hard to predict the future. Even with somebody like me who has crystal balls, it's impossible to do. It just again, it, it puts more emphasis on the, this is why. Again, this is exactly why you go all in to win the championship. Because again, nothing else matters. It really doesn't. No matter what you think or how you feel about it, nothing else matters besides winning. If you come in second place, you know that's fine and dandy because you win some money, and that's right. good. And, right. and it's what you want to do. You want to stay. You want to stay positive cash flow and playing Dynasty Two, which is you know something I've been able to do for a very long time. Because again, like I mentioned, I have a lot of second and third place finishes, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's nice for the the money wise to keep it coming in, but it's still. I'm not bragging about that. You know, like if it's like, Oh, how much money did you win in uh you know, fantasy last year? I'm like, Oh, I won this much money. Oh, you must've won a lot. No, I had, I came in second and third in a lot. Right. You know? Right. Like, oh, okay. that doesn't even sound cool. No, you know it I mean? doesn't. <laughs> but at least you're getting money out of it. You're right? getting money. And that's what, that's what I always looked. And that's all. And that's the way I've looked at playing in so many leagues. Anyways, it's like, okay, I'm not winning every league. And, that, and we tell, I tell people all the time, like, Oh, you're in 20 leagues. You only won three championships last year. It's like, dude, you play in 20 leagues and try and win three championships. Don't you know how hard that is. How hard it is to win any one championship? I'm I'm I have a hard time with more than like two or three. I start losing track of things. So so that's again, me though. I just wanted to kind of say that again. That's the way I always yep. look at it. And this and if you've listened for four years, you know that's the way we preach dynasty. We we get in this trade this this late in the game. We say hey, don't be afraid to make the moves to go all in to win. You know, don't be afraid to hold on to some player with some upside. You know, yeah, is Calvin Ridley a great prospect? He absolutely is. Is that 21st and 2019 first great capital with Calvin Ridley? Yeah, it really is. But can you get this player that's going to win you a championship? Nothing's going better than that. You're going to get the money and you're going to get the bragging rights forever because that's what it all comes down to. When you, when you get out of the dynasty game, it's going to be how many ships did you come away with, right? Yep. Do you have a fleet or do you have a paddle boat in the back that's half sunk in your pond? I'm starting to form a fleet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too, son. Um, so let's get into some uh, things. Today's show, I want to, well, a couple things here. Uh, we will not have a show next week uh, with the whole Christmas week and New Year's week. We're just going to take the week off. Uh, we deserve it. It's been a long year, Matt. It really uh, has, man. We'll be back probably. Uh, New Year's Day is that Tuesday, which is the first. We'll probably record that Wednesday right? Um, as we start getting ready for the uh, 2019 season and really start getting ready for these rookies and dive into that. We are going to change up probably our rookie formats here. Um, for years, we've never done anything that's subscription-based ever uh, in four and a half years for Dynasty. Uh, we are going to change some of our rookie coverage where it is going to be subscription-based, finally, which a lot of you ask, hey, how can I support the site? This is going to be how you're going to be able to support the site. It's just going to be you know, a subscription-based where we're going to give you our rookie content uh, and 
this time all our rookie content won't be for free. That's what it's basically going to boil down to. And we're going to be able to give it to you this year uh, actually in PDF form. So now we have the podcast, but everything we talked about in the podcast, you'll have that in like almost like a rookie zine. And one thing I will say, if this is the first year, year you've ever listened, haven't heard our rookie contact, I would put our rookie analysis and hit rate against literally anybody in the business. And I think I, I think we do a pretty good job. I might be biased, but I would literally put that against NFL GMs, like no bullshit. I mean, that's like, and we have the tape to prove it. It's just I would put our rookie content above anybody else in the dynasty fantasy football business when it comes to accuracy um, on hits and misses. So we will have that. And people were asking about my new league, how we, uh, how you can get into it, what can you do, what can you donate. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do the donate thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I've decided now it's just going to be the nerd herd. You know, obviously the groups will be the nerd herd members. Uh, it's just I'm only going to pick people. If you're a nerd herd member, you're going to be have a chance to be in the league. It's that simple. Easy enough. Me. Um, and we'll get more details that in 2019 as it's going to get ready to roll out. We have our new ranking system that we've been talking about for freaking six months now. That's literally about to roll out here too. And uh, the only thing I'll say about that, one, it looks nice. Simple, but nice. But then you'll be able to see Matt Rankins. And you'll Woo-hoo. be able to see some charts. Um, you can see where you can see the players' rankings and how they've been going throughout the years. We're going to have these really cool charts next to it to try, uh, chime in. But what's going to be really cool coming probably – I want to say it is probably it's be another six months now for how long this took to build is we're gonna have a really cool ADP a part of that too. Yep. Um, so the big thing too is with the sub is not only will you be helping just like anything we've ever done for dynasty fantasy football, we've never taken a dollar of it. We just put it right back into the site. We're going to use this format. We have some really cool ideas that are going to help you be better at dynasty. Um, and to do that, since the information you can have on hand at your fingertips, we're, we're going to use all that, inflow of money that comes in for the subs to put into this new project we want to do that we think is going to be awesome when it comes to fantasy football it's going to be just like free mock it's going to, it's a lot of cool stuff and it's exciting um but like you said it does cost money and we are yeah we're all going to be dumping everything back in basically yeah. so. for how much for how much if i told you to if i had to tell you how much we had to spend just for this ranking system yeah it's and it's it's pretty expensive uh, it turns out developers do not come cheap no no yeah. and when you have a website that's completely free and has been free for four and a half years and you got you have writers they pay it's not too cheap either but we're gonna bring more writers too and that's another thing too like all the money we're bringing more writers it's gonna be pretty sweet dynasty nerd is about to be the go-to place go tell you. to um but one stop so, shop so that's 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 a little how I, I want to end the 2018 season on that. What's coming in 2019, and we'll get more into that because uh, I, I, I'm 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 hopeful by the time next time we do a podcast, which would be January 2nd of 2019, uh, our ranking system will be up. So you'll be able to see Matt's rankings. We'll tweet it out and everything, and you'll you'll be able to see that. But I want to let you know too. There's a lot more to come on top of that. That was literally the first thing we built. And we have a couple more things we are going to build. The developers already been contact like contracted out to do this next step, which is the step I'm most excited about. And the next step too, hopefully, because everything's now based into like what our ranking system shouldn't take as long, but it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be for nerd members only. Um, so let's get into today's show after let's, we just rambled on here. Let's do it, man. Yeah. So what? So what's the what's the topic? You had mentioned something in here. So I'm going like. Uh, yeah, we'll go a little Donald Trump style. Like this is it fake news of 2018, uh, basically where you know every year there's new players in the game, right? There's new young dynasty assets that have cr- increased their value tremendously, and as we all know, there's a lot of flash in the pants, and it's going to be hard to 
Not to say every player on this list I'm about to read to you is somebody you want to covet and want to have on your roster. And I just want to sit here and go back and forth with you, with you here now that I know we got one more week, but for the most part, it's the end of the year when it comes to fantasy football. And some of these rankings will start will change, obviously, after this week. But let's say this is it, right? This mm-hmm. is where they finished after 15 weeks where they stand. I'm going to read you some pl- pl- names here, uh, and let's just see if these are guys we want to keep on our roster. These are guys in the offseason we're going to try and attack and try and get at whatever cost it may be, or if they are just like fake news, flash in the pants, Steve Slayton, thanks for coming. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. I like how you had to rub in the Steve Slayton. Always got to remember Steve Slayton. Because you, you know that I owned him. Okay. Yeah, well, I did know, I didn't know that you owned him, but uh, he's the greatest example of like. No, he is. He was, he was awesome for the one year, and he was in, he was in that Shanahan system, and poof. He, he was 22 years old, 23 years old, over 1,000 yards rushing. It, it, if we would have done dynasty, if we had dynasty runners back then, we'd be like, this is a guy we love. And, and then, then he, literally got in a car with Bishop Rink. He's a driver. He of that disappeared. Car, like and a, it just disappeared. He disappeared like a fart in the wind. That it guy. was like it was Oof. it was Bishop Rinky and uh, Steve Slane, like Thelma and Louise, going off the cliff. <laughs> I can't quit you, Bishop. Uh huh. So first guy on the list here is a pretty clear uh, name. He finishes running back six on the year so far for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pro Bowl starter James Conner, twenty three years old. Uh, second year is this year going to go into his third year next year. Is James Conner somebody that we must own in Dynasty? Are we buying? Are we staying neutral? Uh, are we selling here on James Conner? I will say this. You know, the pros are, yes, he's looked fantastic. He's going to start in the Pro Bowl. He's running back number six overall on the year. But is it, you know, the con, you know, he's in a Pittsburgh offense, but a con could be where, okay, Big Ben's not getting any younger. That offense is going to change drastically. We have Antonio Brown. He's going to change. He's not going to be in that roster too much longer. This is going into his third year. He's not in a five year contract, so they will have to resign him. Um, will the Steelers, you know, for somebody that was so frugal, not towards the end there, but in the beginning with Le'Veon Bell, want to pay a guy like James Conner? Definitely when you have Jalen Samuels come in and do the exact same thing and produce at a very high level as well. Do they just keep that ball rolling and say, hey, you know what? We're never going to pay a running back. Our system proves that running backs are just a part of the system. Is James Conner extremely talented if you have a guy? Now, again, I'm not saying this is in truth. I'm just saying in question, is James Conner somebody – who's extremely talented, or is he just a product of the system where Le'Veon looked really good, then James came in and looked really good, and all of a sudden Jalen Samuels is looking pretty good in that system for fantasy production. That's, is he it, a hold? It's, it's, he's obviously a hold in my eyes. Um, I, would, I would think if you, if you own James Conner, it would be a prudent move to go out and get Jalen Samuels if you didn't already have him, if you didn't make that move already. Um. I think I think it's a good guy. I think those guys are great handcuffs. I know we don't preach handcuffs all that often anymore, but to me, you know, given James Conner's, you know, he's obviously was injured and and had leukemia and stuff like that in college. He came back. He looked strong to begin, but to me, he kind of started wearing down a little bit towards the end of this year. He did to begin with. So um, I could definitely see a place for both of those guys, but. But definitely, if you don't want to completely lose all the production you get from James Conner, if he does ever get injured, I, I think I think Samuels is a great guy to have as a, as a handcuff. I like Conner pre-diagnosis of leukemia. In fit. I thought he was a really good prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I thought he's looked really good this year. He's number running back six overall. That's really high. Uh, good numbers for oh, yeah. 23 years right. in the Pro Bowl. I am not looking to just automatically sell, but I'm going to treat James Conner like I would treat 95% of my other running backs in this league. Uh, I'd be looking to sell high if I could. Not saying I'm actively trying to like literally get him off my roster, but I mean I do this with I mean I did it with Melvin Gordon on my team. I do I'm doing it with Leonard Fournette now on my team. I mean any running back that you know their name's not Todd Gurley uh, along those you know what I mean so no I I, just, I understand but, what you know, you're saying yeah. there's a very few select like Ladanian in his you know his prime Todd Gurley um, Saquon Barkley something I would treat this way uh, right now would be untouchable running backs right but there's Zeke yeah Zeke I mean, right. is, Zeke is and Zeke's almost there too you know what I mean Zeke's pretty much there uh, in that untouchable range too. But James Conner's not in that range. And then running back number six overall value, um, and I think some people probably even imagine James Conner being possibly higher here, but he did miss some time with injury. I am looking to see, just to see, because a lot of times with these running backs, this is where you can really get that good juice out of that berry, right? This is where, when it comes to return-wise, you can get some really good capital. And I would, might be, I might be interested in see if I could score off a team that has, you know, a top three pick this year, which might guarantee me the number one running back in this draft class, plus something on top, plus something on top of that for a guy like James Conner. I'd be interested in something like that. You know what I mean? Right. If I can get another set of fresh legs and something back. Because for me, it looks like even if James Conner plays, James, Con- let's, let's say this, James Conner played extremely well this year, right? Extremely well. Mm-hmm. There's times that he looked, when it comes to fantasy-wise, he was through the roof. But he still finishes running back six next right. year. And you got some running backs coming back healthy next year, a little bit more healthy. You know, you got Le'Veon coming back next year. He's going to get in this mix. You know, I think a guy personally like Dalvin Cook, giving more carries throughout a whole healthy year, could be better than a guy like James Conner. There's some guys here that I think to even be better than James Conner just because of overall talent. Um, right. Then, I mean, a guy like Nick Chubb getting a full workload. I would take Nick Chubb is, is gonna over be, James Conner. He's going to be getting a, a pretty big bump. If know? I could trade James Conner for Nick Chubb plus anything, I would take Nick Chubb. I, I would do that as well. Over yeah. that. And, but that, and that's a, Matt, that's a great like comp of a player like – if you're not even going farther down, if you don't even go that down the tree, you know what I mean? You don't mm-hmm. want to shake that tree too much. You just want a couple of berries off the tree, give it a quick kick. Um, I think a Nick, if you can get Nick Chubb plus anything, would be good. Because um, to me, that's like almost an even swap. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as a change in the guards coming here in AFC, AFC North. A player like that. You know, if I can get Dalvin Cook and a 20-20 I'd be okay. Like, Almost anything, you know what I mean? Like if I get any kind of like add-on to help my help give you more ammo in the arsenal, definitely comes to draft picks. I would love to get like Nick Chubb in a second, twenty twenty second, or Dalvin Cook in twenty twenty second, if it's possible. You know what I mean? That's right. Some right. people are like no, I'm not giving you that for James, but I think James Conner name value right now is really high to the point where I personally don't think it's going to be any higher. And sometimes when it comes to a play, unless you're one one like a girly, which is like that's where you want to get. But if you get to like six five right around there, say his variance is gonna be he finishes the year as running back four overall on a team. Like it's not that much of a variance where this is almost peak value for James Conner at twenty three years old. He is a running back. We see these guys go down left and right. Doesn't really all the time. All the He's time. He's a little banged up yep. now. Even 
I'm just I'm putting it out there and see if I can just get equal value, if not to a little bit more, and plus a little bit on top, and ride that train. That's how I feel about James Conner. Not trying to get rid of him. I think he's going to be there for at least a couple more years in Pittsburgh. It's still hashtag two to three year window. Um, I think I do agree with the name you brought up, Nick Chubb. I think he is an outlier where he'll be past that two to three year window. And no, it's not just because of the Browns. He's on the Browns. It's because of the way he's, he runs. Um, I think Nick Chubb. Technically, to me, I don't know where he's viewed in a lot of eyes, would be slightly underrated in the dynasty community. Uh, where he's somebody that, like, when it comes to running back wise, he's in the top seven, six guys I really want on my team, like, during a startup, like, long term value, Nick Chubb. Um, again, over a guy like James Conner. I mean, it, was, it wasn't until, like, week seven or something like that, right? Is, is that when they traded Hyde and yeah. really gave him the, the. They really even played? Right. Yeah, he didn't even really play the first six weeks of the season. Basically. And look where he's at. Yeah, he's like running back 15. So He's a running back. Yeah, he's he didn't play the first six weeks of the season, essentially. I mean, he had some big games point wise, you know, mm-hmm. just because like 150 yards on the two, three carries for two touchdowns helps the fantasy stats get to 15. But just imagine if he played the full season. Yep, that's what I mean. And the Browns are going to be better next year. It's all, it's all points. I mean, those are. <laughs> That's why we play the game is to get those big runs. And those are guys. I mean, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this for like a couple of weeks now because I'm, I'm for the new dynasty startup. I was kind of like just like a, if I did a dynasty startup, what would be my plan of attack? Who are the players I really want to get? Nick Chubb's on that list. A plus, somebody I'd like. I'd really, really want to have my list. Mm-hmm. Um, we just spent a lot of time on that. We have a lot more players to talk. Yes, about. we did. But I think it's, I think he's a really good prep person that like other guys we're gonna talk about like sell wise sell i'm with you man. you know you I, I could go either way like either either back him up with somebody you know with with jalen samuels so you don't get a drop off in production or you know float him out to sell him i don't i don't see either one of those being bad all right number 12 running back on the year so running back one on the year Tariq cohen for the chicago bears mm-hmm. um looks really good in that matt Nagy offense i think he is somebody that i'm not looking to sell the reason i would not look to sell a guy like Tariq Cohen is like, I feel like he comes in the category of you wouldn't get the return that he rightly, rightfully deserves. Right. Like people would like underscore him um, as what he values. I could see him sticking around anywhere from running back number 10 to 15 for the next couple of years in that offense. And he's, he falls in the category of like, I can get James Conner and that one, like if I can get Tariq Cohen and like say pick one, two for James Conner, I'm not overly against something like that. Neither am I. I mean, from a fantasy production, it's not like it's a huge difference between those two guys number-wise. I mean, it's it's 40, 45 points or something like that over the whole course of the year. What's that, 0.3 points a game? Yeah, it's, it's, or three points a game. I'm sorry, three points a game? Yeah. Like 3.3 points a game, which is a lot. Which is a lot, but, I mean, Tariq Cohen also started off pretty slow. Uh, yes. You know, like the first first three weeks, he wasn't really as involved as he was going down the, the rest of the season. So it, it's one of those things where – you, you know, average point wise, after that point, it's only probably less than that. You know, two points, maybe one one point a game. It's it's not that big of a difference. Yeah, he's gonna fall into that. You know, um, Danny Woodhead, Duke Johnson, James White. I mean, James White finishes running back eight on a year right now. James White, and he's somebody. No running backs caught more footballs over the last three years than James White. We know New England. We've mentioned this before. Throws a lot. I think in the Matt Nagy up-tempo offense and the way he wants to use those players, I think that Tariq Cohen fits that system perfectly. I think Tariq Cohen's somebody that um, they'll be able to re-sign for very, very like 
good deal. You I mean, mean, I mean, they still have a couple of years until they're even. To I know, that but point, even, you know, but even when he does sign, like he's not going to be somebody like they can't resign because they can't afford him. You right. know, I mean, he's a specialty role player, uh, but for fantasy football, it's a perfect role player for your team. So for me, he's somebody that I'm trying to aggressively target in the team. And again, he finishes running back twelve, so he's not going to be cheap. But I feel like there's players that you'd be able to give up. I think Tariq Cohen just falls in that category for the, the, the common dynasty player. I'm not talking about somebody, you know, that's really like, you know, a novice is going to come in here and be like, oh, they know their stuff really, really well. They're not going to give up anything. They're not going to give up Tariq. Like, right. You and I aren't giving up Tariq Cohen. But, I mean, not everybody that plays dynasty is even remotely in that mold. Not saying that's a bad thing. Just, it takes time. No, so I mean, you plus mean? some people see, hey, he's a 160-pound running back. Like, I got to get this guy off my team before he's broken. But, I mean – which is kind of somewhat legitimate, but at the same time, he's not put in the situations where he's going to get broken. Like Dude, those players last. So right. That's the, that'd be the worst take ever because these are the players that last the longest. Right. I mean, look at Darren Sproles playing. I mean, how old is that dude? Look how long old Danny Woodrow is in his thirties. These are the kind of players that last for a while that hold their value for a while. Cause like you said, they don't even put themselves in position to get hurt. They're out you in know? space. Most of the time, yeah, they're not running between the tackles. Right. They're catching outside balls, always getting to the outside edge. You know, maybe they'll catch a ball over the middle, but they're so small. They can get low. It's hard for these guys to get hurt. And again, they hold their value for the while because they're, they're consistently, like, you might see Tariq Cohen finish anywhere from running back number 10 on a year, maybe to running back 18, 20, which is still a running back two, which mm-hmm. holds really good value. And if you can get Tariq Cohen as maybe your flex option or your running back two, that's a good player to have. When you're looking at a roster, you're like, oh, that's not a championship roster, but it re- you have a really high scoring player there. I think Tariq Cohen is something I'm definitely not trying to sell. Uh, I'm more in the buy aspect of that kind of guy. And I think he's something that could be had. Like I said, I bet if you approach that owner uh, who had Tariq Cohen, you offer James Conner, you'd be able to get Tariq Cohen their first. And, like, so, you know what I mean? You might, you might get their 19 first, 20, 20 first, and Tariq Cohen. Right. Like, honestly, I That's, bet in the it, league you could do that. Yeah, that would be insane. But, yep. And to me, you just bent that other player over and gave it to him really good. Like, they enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, take that, take that, take that. So, let's move on here again. we got some more names we want to get through. Running back right behind Tariq Cohen on the year, running back. Number 13 in the year, Philip Lindsay for the Denver Broncos, 24. The first undrafted player to make the Pro Bowl their rookie season, Philip Lindsay. On offense or something. On Good offense. For, yeah. 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 Um, obviously, the worry here would be Royce Freeman comes in. You know, Philip Lindsay, yards after contact, not very good. Royce Freeman, excellent so far, yards after contact. They invested high into him. Um, I think making a Pro Bowl uh, is a Big deal here for Philip Lindsay. I think no matter what, we're, I think the only thing you have to worry about is it's it's a duo combo. But uh, there's tons of li- running backs in the league that are duo combos, you know, dual threat combos. Here, Here's my biggest concern. The Denver Broncos are going the absolute wrong way. And I'm not sold that Vance, Mc- or Vance Joseph is going to be there next year. Oh, I Matt, Matt, I don't even need my crystal balls for this. I will tell you this literally 100%. So He will not be the head coach next year, 100%. Okay, that being said, have you heard the rumors of possibly having Mike Shanahan come Mike in? Mike Shanahan come in? offense coordinator? Yes. Yes. So which one of these two guys do you think fits better into that system is what I'd be worried about? I think Philip Lindsay could fit into any system. He I, lo- he's looked really good. I think I think he he could also, but does he does he stay on the top? Mike Shanahan is not quite as 
willing to stick with a guy, I would say. Royce Freeman would fit Mike Shanahan's style better. You think Royce Freeman would fit better? I think so, a little bit. So it it, it comes down to it comes down to that for me. And, so, and for me, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig into it a little bit. And obviously, there's been no decision made. But at this point, I would if you can get out from under Philip Lindsay for that reason, for the unknown of who's going to be coaching next year before that before that step happens. It might be okay, but at the same time, you might want to you might want to see who it is because you know if it is if it is Shanahan and the early reports are good, then it, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be better. You know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be way better. So it, it's one of those things where the, he's a little bit of a gamble for me, a little bit of an unknown. If I get the right offer, and I'm talking a, a, a good you know a good offer, I gave up in a superflex league my 2019. Now, granted, this is to compete for the ship, right? Um, which I lost in some, uh, I lost in the playoffs. Tim Torch, congrats, Tim. Um, I had no problem giving up the first for Philip Lindsay, you know, obviously. But at the same time, now the way I look at it, like I'd be, I'd, I'd be willing to shop him too, you know. I mean, look at he had a Pro Bowl year, um, where he mostly was mostly just him. Yep. And the team has somewhat got worse. But where is he at right now? He's running back thirteen in a year. He's not even running back one. He's behind Tariq Cohen. He's behind James White. You know, what I mean, so he's running back thirteen on his Pro Bowl year. Yeah. So, so uh, it, it, again, it, how much better do you really want him to get when you're going to have somebody else digging into his timeshare? Or he could disappear and and just fall flat, you know, right off the face Steve of the Steve, Steve Slayton style and be gone. No, it, it it could be he's he's definitely uh, you know like an enigma. Like he's he's somebody to really be. He could be. A flash in a pan, he could be something that's really good because the is, way he runs, but his size is, is somewhat of a hit. Royce Freeman behind him is a hit. The next coaching change is a bit. There's a lot of red flags circling around so, Philip Lindsay right so now. So the difference between him and Cohen is, you know, obviously Philip Lindsay is 185 pounds, but he does run between the tackles. You know what I mean? That's his game. That's where he excels. Yeah. So I, it's he's a li- I, and I own him. I got him for free in a league, and I'm. So happy I got him. It's awesome. You know what I mean? I got him a couple leagues, yeah. But um, I'm I'm somewhat nervous about his long-term value. And and it, it's for a couple of reasons. You know, obviously size and, and where he has to do his dirty work, which is in between the tackles, and the fact that there's rumors swirling around that Shanahan might be coming in. And, and I just have to kind of, I guess, dig in a little bit more and see how I think he would actually fit that system. I'm using this. Uh, I'm using a Pro Bowl nod. I'm using his high finish here as running back thirteen. I'm hope hopefully has a big game next week, so he finishes year as like even a little bit higher. But again, I'm looking at these points where they are today because it's mm-hmm. going to the championship. So I like you can almost look at where it stops into last week. But I think this is a really good gauge of where players are on a year um, compared to some more numbers. I, th- I feel like the later numbers kind of ruin some of that a little bit. But I too am shopping Philip Lindsay closer to draft time to see if there's like a. A player I can get maybe with even a little bit higher upside, you know what I mean, than Philip Lindsay, because I think he would always, again, even if he stays where he is now, I mean, where are we looking at next year? Running back, same thing, 10, 18, right around there. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, if you you're, get Royce Freeman to start vulturing some touchdowns in there too, you're, you're floating in mostly in high end running back two numbers. That's yeah. where you're, that's that's where what he's you're hoping be. for. You're, yeah. you're literally, if you hope for him to repeat what he did last year, finish it, you're finishing, hope he finishes running back two, number one, two, one. Right. I mean, that's a running back, too, again, which is fantastic to own, but maybe you could do better, right? 
Um, moving on, Derrick Henry, running back 18 on a year. Obviously, he's he, he was like running back like 50 or something until two you know two weeks ago, but now he's running back 18. Do you think the running the Derrick Henry we saw over the last two weeks is a real Derrick Henry, or is this is somebody just had a really good two games here? Uh, quarterback that's kind of focused on the running game, giving the ball a lot, big running back, fast running back, powerful running back. Is he somebody you want long term, or are you using these last couple weeks? And hope he has a week this week to finally be able to get out from under Derrick Henry. I know where I stand. This is pretty simple, very simple answer for me. It's, this is even a long conversation for me. It's not a long conversation for either one of us. I don't think. I think this is a great sell opportunity. Um, because remember last year, Derrick Henry went the offseason really high, and we're like, dude, use that momentum. Remember, cause yep. the playoff, remember the playoff game, remember? Mm-hmm. He had those huge playoff versus like the crappy-ass Atlanta Falcons defense. Whoever it was was like the worst defense in the in the NFL against the run in the playoff game. Remember that? Um, oh, game. oh, 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 like actually in the real NFL, NFL playoffs. NFL playoffs, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a monster game. We're like, use that, sell, sell, yep. sell, sell. And then he had all year long, he's, he's turned Ferguson with a capital T, right? And then all of a sudden, now when the playoffs come, he's a monster again, and he's, he might win your championship. Don't hold on to that. Don't squeeze it so tight where you love it so much you can't let it go. Let it go. Let it go, man. Slow and low. That is the tempo. Oh, man. Yeah. Dropping it on you. little BB. I haven't heard the you. Beastie Boys in a while. So, um, yeah, Derrick Henry, use this momentum in the offseason. Use it. Sell high. And get yourself to the dark side. Yep. <laughs> Please sell Derrick Henry. Don't hold on to him forever. Don't make that mistake. He's going to be a um, touchdown dependent. Obviously, he's got to have – he's going to be one of those guys that's volume, too. He's got to have 25 we carries. We've said this too much, yep. Matt. Yep. Too, don't be redundant. Yeah. Um, number of running back 20 on a year, Aaron Jones, 24-year for the Green Bay Packers, into going to his third year here. Aaron Jones, what do we feel at the end of the year uh, him? Right now, finishes the year, obviously, you know, Mike McCarthy wouldn't start him early. Used Jamal Williams, and he was suspended the first two games. When he came out, they wouldn't use him, so that's why he's running back 20. Is Aaron Jones the starter next year? We can make the same argument we made about Philip Lindsay, where uh, we don't know who the future coach and staff is. And maybe the new future coach is a full-blooded idiot, too, and he wants to start Jamal Williams. Maybe they draft a guy, and they want him to be the guy. Maybe they sign a guy because they want him to be the guy. Are we worried about Aaron Jones going in the future? Is this a guy? Is he a flash in the pan? Or is he somebody we want to hold, or is he somebody that we're just gonna sell away? Um, to me, I think he's shown enough that I'm I'm gonna hold on to him. To be me honest, I, I like I like what I've seen out of the guy. I know that you know, obviously he's he's ending on a little bit of a sour note, if, especially if you started him. <laughs> yeah, if you started him last week and you got point A points out of him before he went down with the MCL um, injury. So I mean, obviously you're a little bit bitter, but. Um, I'm definitely holding this guy. Once he got his opportunity, he ran, literally ran with it and um, really showed out well. I would think that the next coaching staff would be would have to be smarter and see that this guy is a better running back than Jamal Williams. Yep. Uh, coming out of UTEP again, this is something I liked him more than Jamal Williams. Coming it. I thought he had a chance to be okay uh, in their pass catching you know, kind of game, kind of like the more explosive kind of guy. He's looked even – he's obviously surpassed. I mean, we gave him like what? I gave him like a third-round grade. When he came out right around then, but I liked him more than Jamal Williams right. going to second round. And that's why I said, don't take Jamal Williams the second, take Aaron Jones in the third. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's even surpassed my expectations. He falls in that mold of playing around Aaron Rodgers is going to help. I think Green Bay Packers will get better uh, this offseason. I think there's a very good chance that Aaron Jones will be the guy there. And I think Aaron Jones will have a much better 2019 than 2018. He finishes running back 20 on a year this year. I look for that to take a big uptick. 
closer to that Philip Lindsay. Um, I look for his floor if he's healthy to be around that, you know, running back 13 and obviously potential to be higher if he stays healthy and produces back, you know, bad to big games. I predicted Devontae Adams would be a top three fantasy receiver this year. He's receiver number one overall. I predict the same thing for Aaron Jones next year. I see him being borderline a running back one going in at the end of the 2019 season. I like him. I'm holding. I'm buying. Again, he's somebody that, you know, if I could flip something for him, for a better name, short-term distance running back plus something, I'm willing to gamble on Aaron Jones. So where do you think Aaron Jones would fall from week eight on as a running back? Do you have those stats in front of you? I do. I would say he was running back nine. Close, higher, seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, you're. I mean, you're looking at you got you're getting running back one numbers from him. Yeah. So basically, that, after their bye week is is is. And I, you know, I, I like seven. these year-end numbers when you look at people finishing because some people that's all they look at like oh where he finished at but like oh and you can use that against him like, absolutely oh. and then if somebody's re- then if you have somebody who's like savvy and they're like, no dude for fucking week eight on he was running back seven you're like oh okay well you know your stuff right you know? I'm trying to agree I I'm gonna treat you like a dullard until right. I find out you're not okay. <laughs> Excuse me for trying to be a savvy owner myself. Yep. So, yeah. So, I was I, if you, again, I would have guessed running back right now and he's running back seven, that's pretty dang good. And that includes the point eight performance last week. You know what I mean? So, if, I mean, if you exclude that, he, he'll, he'll shoot up even more. So Yeah. So, that's, and that's, again, he, he didn't even really start getting going until a little bit later in the year. So, I, again, I like Aaron Jones. So, look at that maybe as his ceiling. Number five, if you take out last week's game. Number so, five yep. overall. Mm-hmm. Pretty studly. Pretty good. Um, moving on here, running back 22 on a year, Matt Breida, 23 years old. Um, obviously, the concern here is Jarek McKinnon behind him. Do they bring Jeremy McKinnon back? We mentioned before, does somebody go out and try and buy? I bought him for two seconds uh, in a league, uh, a ni- two 19 seconds, one being really high for McKinnon. I'm going to make that. I'm going I'm to gamble on that one. I'm going to put my chips on that, uh, that number here. But I think him and McKinnon, I think Breed has shown me enough where I don't think, I don't think you're going to be able to sell him because of McKinnon. And I wouldn't even be looking to sell him because I think McKinnon is going to put McKinnon more in his role as that pass catcher running back. Brita wasn't like overly fantastic in the pass catching game this year where he was really great anyways, but he's looked really good between the tackles. I think I still still think he'll hold even just about the same value going into next year, even with McKinnon there. Um, I like McKinnon more from a fancy aspect, the way Kyle Shanahan runs his offense. But I think with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, they have a lot of money to spend into bringing some good receivers here. I think that running game could be a very one, two combo where we look back to that, you know, Kevin Coleman, Devontae Freeman year, where they're both producing high-end numbers on the same team. I could see, a, I can envision that of a Matt Breida, Jarek McKinnon combo, just how he did it in Atlanta. I think Kyle Shanahan can flip that system and do the same exact thing here with Matt Breida, Jarek McKinnon. I don't think McKinnon's numbers are going to be as bad with the salary cap going up another $10 million this year and how much cap space they have. I think they can absorb that cap hit as well. It's not too uh, tragic. So, I'm not selling Matt Breida, and I actually like Matt Breida um, going into the next year, and I think he might be a nice sneaky buy low if if, if, we, if you let it marinate a little bit with the Jarek McKinnon coming back news, and as that kind of like settles in a little bit more, like he might get a little bit cheaper down the road. Not somebody who's you know just going to be locked in to help you win a championship. I started him this week to move in on in the fantasy. He got me 13 points, but somebody who's going to be a great, you know, a nice solid running back to bi-week filler flex option. I think Matt Breed is a nice commodity in the dynasty world. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely torn on this guy, to be honest with you. Um, 
and I know that's not a, a good place to be kind of sitting on the fence on him. So, I mean, if I didn't own him, I wouldn't, I don't think personally, I, I wouldn't be going out trying to attack this guy just because the Jarek McKinnon stuff scares me away a little bit. I'm trying to picture if I did actually own the guy, I, I, I think I would be all right selling him to be honest. So I, I, I just don't think you, I mean, what are you, what are you going to get for pre to that? You know what I mean? That's the only thing I, I would be, okay. I own him, Right. But I don't think anybody would give you anything of like value to worth getting. You know, if you're, if you have a running back two on your hands, I mean, somebody's, I think somebody's going to offer you a, a maybe what, a ni- high 19 second for Brita. Yeah. I was thinking if I could get like a second and a third or something, I might do it. I know it doesn't move the needle that much, but at the same time, he's another guy to me that. Here's the thing. He Matt. could, he could, okay. oh, I know, I know you just went on this thing. Like you think that you think they, they could both be fantasy assets, him and McKinnon at the same time. And I think there will probably be games where that can happen, but I'm not sure that the consistency is going to be there that you really need out of, out of a running back too. I don't think he's going to finish as a running back two next year. I think he'll be a guy that's in the conversation week to week. Hey, this guy's a good start this week as a running back two, but I think he's going to end up in the thirties somewhere as an overall, I don't all overall ranking. I don't, I, I can see him. I can see him slipping a little bit made around like 28, which put him on the outside of running back two numbers, maybe possibly. Um, I, I don't think cause of Kyle Shanahan's system, he will slip there. I think he still holds somewhat value here, maybe in a, like a low, low 20s like low and running well, back to look at some of these guys that are in in the 30s right now i mean like sony michelle you, you're thinking there's probably going to be a little bit of a jump next year Karrion johnson's number Big 30 jump. and you're thinking he's going to be definitely it, some of these guys are going to get bumped out and i see matt Breida as being one of those guys that's going to be bumped out see i like here okay and jerk obviously jerk mckinnon is not even in, in this conversation yeah. and 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 i think he's going to be he's going to be up he's going to be up going to be up about him so, so here, it's very here's it, my back it's hard, to see, it's hard for me to see him up there still matt Brita has looked good on a really bad team that's been able to focus on him. And the reason I have a lot of Matt Brita shares is because this time 12 months ago, this was a player that you and I washed and said, hey, this is somebody you should pick up in your leagues yeah. and get and monitor him because this guy has a ch- chance to show out in 2018 because he's looked good right. in 2017. Yeah. And, and yeah. My, my reasoning for, sell- for selling him wouldn't be because I think he's a bad running back. Okay. I just I just don't know that the consistency is really going to be there that he's going to be. And you know what? But though, Matt, you got him for free. And for me, unless there, unless I was in the draft and there was a player I really believed in there, I would much rather hold on to Brita on the back end of my dynasty roster. And we sit. I can see that he's only twenty three years old. You know what I mean? Young, yeah. And let the injuries come by and let him get his chance. Because if he's somebody that is going to play, then I know for sure if he plays. He's going to produce. He's in a good system. You know, yeah. A guy yeah. like Derrick Henry, if he plays for sure, I have no confidence in him producing. I don't care what he's done these last two weeks. I have no confidence in him producing. Right. No, I get you. If Matt Breida plays and he's the guy there for any reason, I don't care. If we get to week 16, you know, this time next year, and Jarek McKinnon's banged up, I have 100% confidence in Matt Breida's going to give me double-digit fantasy points. Yeah. 100% confidence. Right, and most likely in the teens. And to yep. me, that is worth just that security blanket for somebody I got for free is worth way more than a second and third round pick. All right, you've convinced me. Oh, there we I'll, go. I'll take him. Okay, last guy here uh, for running back wise. We did a whole. I have a list here of tight ends and receivers. <laughs> we're not going to get to them. That we're not going to get to <laughs> till next week. We're not doing a show next week. Till the next show. But I'm gonna hold my list. Here. We'll, we'll hold the list and we will we will tackle them. And, I, and I'll give you and I'll, we'll do a quick like yeah we'll tackle these names 
tight ends and receivers next week. It'll be our first show of 2019. So it'd be a weird first show, but this is, I like the But top. that's okay. We'll, we'll, we got to finish it off and then, and then we'll, we'll, it'll be time for rookies. Yeah, we're not scouting those rookies. I don't, right. We're going to need time to watch the tape. Exactly. So even our first rookie mock draft is going to be the most generic, uninformed mock draft there is. It's still fun. The it way too, the way too early. <laughs> it's one of our most downloaded podcasts. The way too early mock draft. Um, so much fun. But it's going to be a good way to start 2019. Because I think I like this topic and I like the discussion that we're having and the banter we're having back and forth on these guys. I think it's really good topics. Like I switched you on Brita. Yeah. Already. Yeah. I, I love our take on James Conner. Yep. Um, last guy on the list, Chris Carson. Finished the running back year. is running back 23 on a year. Um, he's 24 years old, had a really good year. He's looked good. I really like the way that Carson gets to the outside edge for a guy of his size here. Obviously the biggest, you know, rub on him is going to be, you have Rashad Penny there, uh, mm-hmm. first round pick. Y- you got to think going into the off season, they're going to want Rashad Penny to be the guy like they invested a first round pick. So whatever excuse they had this year, that's what you have to expect at the same time. I think that's going to scare a lot of people where you're not going to be able to get jack squat for Chris Carson and trade that I was just say, if you own Chris Carson, you're, you're you, you have to hold him. I think, I think, I think you shop him. If you're going to shop, you just shop him to the penny owner. That's probably unless your, you're the penny. owner, Right. That's probably the most prudent. And if you're the penny owner, you just hold them both and wait to see what the, where the dust settles. Basically, I'd be okay with taking, I, and I think I think this should be pretty easy to do. Like I think you should be able. Let's look at it this way, okay? The Rashad Penny owner had a very high pick last year, right? Top three, most likely. Mm-hmm. Rashad Penny pro- did not Didn't make help his him. team Didn't any better help him. at all. <laughs> so he's probably top three again. If I had to guess, in in a, in, a, in a vacuum, and mostly he's gonna be top three. I would be completely okay with taking like two, three for Chris Carson, right? Like a second round pick. And you know if he if he produces again next year, then uh, I mean again he was the man this year. Again, he finishes running back twenty three. Right, that's a very low end running back too. Something something everybody needs again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not necessarily a championship caliber player. Right, R- I'm looking to take that too too. And if you're not even you know what if you don't want this nine if you do all this rookie meet pre mock draft and you don't like two one two three two three this year. I think you even get the guy's 2022nd. And if he's drafting like he did this year, there's a good chance you'll have a high 2022nd draft pick, too. Absolutely. You know? Yep. Or maybe you go 2022nd and 2023rd because it's later. Maybe. Could be. You never know what you get. Pushing up. buttons then. Yeah. yeah. You, you, <laughs> you might be pushing it, but who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. So so it's, it's he's he is a bit of an enigma, and, and it's hard to nail down exactly his true value. But um, I, I mean. From a from just like a, I enjoy watching him play. I think he's a good running back. I think he's a good running back as well, and I think he does. Obviously, Pete Carroll wants to run the football. Yeah, again, I love the way he gets to the outside. Yeah, his size. I do. I love him. So, I mean, I I like the guy. I'm glad I have him. I I was one of those guys that that went out and drafted Rashad Penny, and then immediately traded for him this year. I gave you actually a second round draft pick. I traded Rashad Curse Carson for somebody's first that had Rashad Penny. You did in the beginning of the year. Right. That's where that got me. Like the third pick or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, um, 
I mean, I'm glad I have him. I, I like I like his production. I mean, obviously, there's there's a few weeks where he missed too, so he was out two of those weeks. So, I mean, really, you take those out of there. He had a few dud games, but for the most part, he produced double digit numbers. So. Yeah, so he's like a running back, probably like if you got those couple games, he probably jumps as high as running back, like 17, 16, or some mid range running back, mid, too. Mid range running back, too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. To, to me, Rashad Penny's too much of uh, a, a worry for me. And Chris Carson holds not enough value in the, at the position to um, for them to even care. You know what I mean? They're a team that's not going to win the Super Bowl this year. So they, you know, it's not like Chris Carson made them extremely better as it was. Uh, again, some, and this isn't talk shit about Chris Carson. Cause I like him. Yeah. You know, you like him too. It's just the reality of the world. They invested a first round pick in Rashad Penny. They did. They're going to have to try and see. I mean, I could see the GM is going to want to save face on this and he's going to want to see if he can get some value. I mean, I could see obviously the Seattle Seahawks. They want, if they could, they would probably run the ball 40 times a game. 30, 35 to 40 times a game. So, I mean, there could potentially be 15 to 20 carries for both these guys. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and there could be a scenario where both these guys have fantasy relevance depending on who's getting touchdowns and who's getting catches. So, I mean, there could be a perfect world where both these guys land in in the running back two conversation. Yeah, too much of a question mark for me. I'm seeing what I can get. Uh, again, the number one buy here is going to be the Rashad Penny owner. Right. You know, yeah. trying to get him to – back up his draft pick that he's not worried about. And then just to him, I think a second-round pick might might be worth it to him to lock down that position. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And then I got uh, – we have, what, two, four, six receivers here, two, four, five tight ends here. Clearly can't, can't get to them today. We're clearly not going to get We'll get to them in two weeks. Yep. Um, I know two weeks is a long layoff, but it's a busy time of the year. You know, if you celebrate Christmas, I just want to say have a very Merry Christmas. I do celebrate Christmas. So so do I, yep. Uh, to me, it's all about the presents and not working. But, you know, that's how I celebrate. I Not working is a present to me. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> my, my present to me. Uh, and, you know, this at the end of the year, it doesn't matter what holiday you celebrate. Or if you sell no, celebrate no holidays, it doesn't matter. The year's over. We can all agree it was a fun year. Absolutely, right. man. Um, we all practice one thing, and that's dynasty fantasy football. True. That's statement. my religion, man. That's what I worship. <laughs> um, so I hope, you know, now that as the year comes to and if you're playing for a championship like I am, obviously I wish you guys nothing but the best. I hope that we had a little bit of help here and there as well, uh, had our hands in there and help you out. Uh, it was a great year. Mm-hmm. It was a fun year. We made it. 2018 overall, I was very happy and pleased with the year, just as general, I'm still alive, which helps. Always, um, always great to be on this side of the dirt. I got to see my uh, all-time favorite Browns player drafted, which is Baker Mayfield. So I got a lot of excited excitement to listen to or view in 2019. As mm-hmm. my Browns are going to be mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders. Um, can't wait to 2019 season. I can't wait to get back on the show and start this whole big fun mess again in 2019, Matt. Because it's here's the favorite uh, part. I mean, this is what I would say. What we're about to explore too is our bread and butter. Absolutely, and, I, and I'm ready. I'm, I feel like you know what most most years I feel like the fantasy season goes too fast for whatever reason, and it's probably because my teams ended up crapping the bed. I want to get this over with and start on the rookie stuff. That's why I want to do another startup. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> the startup's the funnest part. But no, mm-hmm. I do want to. I do thoroughly enjoy digging these rookies, and like you said. Um, the way we do it is like everything, but he starts with a fresh start. Like all these rookies are on the same page, you mm-hmm. know, uh, definitely this year more than I'd, I'd say this year, more than any 
you know, every year there's like, you know, the Saquons, the Zeeks, you know, the guys are already like locked in, like even for Nets, you know, they're locked in as high. Corey Davis are locked in this year. I mean, without taking tape, you, you got Keneal Harry, you got DK Metcalf, you got AJ Brown, you got Kelvin Harmon, you got David Montgomery, you know, but I could find somebody else that I might just love. I mean, those right. are probably gonna be the top group because usually that top end stays the same, but we find some guys here like the cream hunts and guys want to move up into that draft. So I'm excited to find out who these guys are. I'm hoping that this turns into be something I like a little bit more than I thought I would the 19 class, but we're going to find out. And the one thing I promise you is uh, we'll put in the work uh, so you can reap the benefits and you can come away with a good rookie draft. And remember that's where it all starts. In Dynasty that is a rookie draft. 100%. Yep. That's how you build the change. Trades are fun and all that, but if you really want to build the powerhouse for the long-term you success. build the foundation through the draft. That's you right. build it through the draft, and that's what we're going to help you get through. Uh, this is going to be your first time through it with us. Uh, again, I, I promise you, it's one thing that we do very, very well uh, is hit on these rookies, and I think it's definitely our strong suit besides mm. my good looks. Well, obviously, your good looks. Yeah. You're hideous. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. So, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. It was a really great year. We'll talk to you in two weeks in 2019, Matt. See you guys in 2019. And everybody have a happy new year happy as well. Happy new year. Yep. All right. Toodaloo. Adios, guys. Ready, set, put Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.